0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt And I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 154. Well, I hope everyone is doing well out there, and hopefully everyone is ready for the weekend. Uh, I certainly am. It's actually my... I guess you could call it my birthday weekend. Uh, I'm recording on my birthday Thursday, May seventh. Uh, so when you listen to this, that it's been passed. But yeah, I'm celebrating my 32nd birthday uh, in quarantine. So it's it's all good. It's all good. I was supposed to be. I was actually supposed to be away at the Faroe Islands uh, this this week, but we had to cancel that trip. Hopefully, I can get there in the future. Uh, but I'm 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 home. I'm with family, and uh, just excited to kind of see what the weekend brings me. But hopefully, all of you out there are doing great hopefully everyone enjoyed their uh, may the 4th celebrations whatever your different star wars hopefully you guys got to check out the star wars special episode that i posted from my other podcast what'd you think uh, and then hopefully maybe you guys checked out the interview with the cast member that we had with carly the two-part episode uh hopefully you guys enjoyed that and uh, we got another one coming up for you next week so stay tuned for that uh so on this call this is going to be focused on the quarter to 2020 earnings for the Walt Disney Company. They had a webcast talking about it uh, this past week, so I'm going to dive into some of the details because we found out uh, that Shanghai Disneyland is reopening next week. So we're going to be talking a bit about that and what they're planning to do and how it might affect Walt Disney World Uh, and then just a couple other news stories I'm going to share with you today. Uh, I'm going to try to keep this short only because, again, it is my birthday and I'm going to have to just try to save some time for some other things besides doing the podcast. But I love doing this stuff and I want to make sure this episode got out to you guys. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the XS Press Podcast. Okay, so for this first segment I have here, uh, this is actually recorded after I completed the podcast. I... Made the podcast uh, right after I finished work today, and then I went to go do some birthday celebrations, um, and I wanted to be just be done with the podcast. Uh, but a few hours after I recorded it, and all this Disney happened to drop a a bomb that I felt like I needed to come back and record the podcast. Um, so disney announced that there is going to be a phased reopening of disney springs that's going to begin on may 20th so i'm going to talk a little bit about that so um that story just dropped everything that you hear after this segment was recorded earlier um so everything i said then still it's fine we talked about like the shanghai disneyland reopening uh all that still matters but like that was before i knew this information about disney springs so i'm just putting that kind of uh, I guess pretext up there to let you know. So yeah, I, I, I recorded this segment and just kind of inserted it into the podcast. So, uh, just warning there. So, uh, yeah. So Disney decided to drop that. Yeah. Disney Springs is opening, uh, they're beginning their phased reopening on May 20th. Um, so I'm just going to kind of read from the official Disney, po- uh, Disney parks blog post here. Um, so following the guidance of government and health officials a limited number of shopping and dining experiences that are owned by third-party operating participants will begin to open during this initial phase the rest of walt disney world resort will remain closed and including theme parks and resort hotels as we continue to monitor conditions and with the health of guests and disney cast members at the forefront of our planning we are making several operational changes Disney Springs will begin to reopen in a way that incorporates enhanced safety measures, including increased cleaning procedures, the use of appropriate face coverings by both cast members and guests, limited contact guest services, and additional safety training for cast members. We will apply learnings and ideas from leaders in the health and travel industries, and we're also talking to our unions as we prepare for some cast members to return to work. During the initial opening phase, Disney Springs will have limitations on capacity, parking, and operating hours. During this unprecedented situation, we appreciate everyone's patience and understanding as we navigate through this process as responsibly as we can. Additional protocols and procedures may be announced closer to the opening date. Please check DisneySprings.com as we get closer to May 20th for the most Current information on operating hours, locations, and procedures. So that was the entirety of the Disney Post, uh, Disney Parks blog post. Um, so that is uh, kind of interesting. Was not expecting to get that news today. I thought maybe we would have gotten that a couple days ago. That would have made sense. Um, but hey, I mean, I guess people are, I, everyone's really excited about this, uh, everyone's super pumped. Um, which is, which is good. I'm glad people are excited. Um, so I'm, I'm comparing this to the, uh, downtown, uh, I think the Disney town, which they call it over in, um, over at Shanghai Disney, which is kind of like their, uh, Disney Springs. Um, and they that, that actually reopened back in, I believe March. Um, so it, it it's been reopened for a while. Um, so yeah, so it was March 9th that the, uh, Disney town reopened. So two months later, the, uh, May 11th is when, uh, Shanghai Disneyland is reopening. So that might give you a gauge on like, when maybe Walt Disney world could open. Uh, so it's possible that two months, maybe end of July, we might see the reopening Disney world. Um, I'm just, again, I'm just comparing it to what happened over at Shanghai Disneyland um, cause yeah, Disney town has been reopened for a while now. Um, so yeah, just some, uh, extra surprise news dropping in on us. i um, curious to see what else happens, uh, in, in the next week or so. Um, so again, the, the, uh, what is it? The downtown, why am I calling they I'm calling it downtown Disney. Disney Springs is going to be reopening on May 20th. So uh yeah super cool so all right so again uh i just want to share that with you guys i'm going to insert it here in the podcast and again everything that you hear from here on out uh was recorded uh before i i talked about this so i don't i don't know anything about the reopening until uh until uh now so all right well uh let's get back to the show So let's dive in into the quarters, uh, the quarter two earnings call for the Walt Disney Company. Um, So this happens again uh, every quarter, they just talk about what's been going on with the Disney Company financially, uh, the investors. Um, Ask questions to the people on the call, and on this call we had Bob Iger, who is the chairman of the Walt Disney Company. Then Bob Chapek, first time on the call. Well, I don't know if he's been on in the past, but I don't think he has. Uh, But since he's the uh, new CEO, Bob Chapek was there, as well as Christine McCarthy, who is the senior executive vice president and chief financial officer. Uh, So Bob Bob Iger did like a big uh, intro, just talking about the state of the Disney company thanking a lot of people for everything they've done. Uh, And then uh, Bob Chapek came in uh, and talked a little bit as well. And all the questions answered by the investors were uh, from Bob Chapek and Kristen McCarthy. Uh, So I'm not going to go into the earnings of what, what Disney has done and how much money they lost because, or how much of the money they have been losing. I'm not going to go too much into that. I want to just talk about some of the things that were um, kind of announced with the Disney parks on, on this call. So, um, as you know, Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland have been closed since January. Uh, Tokyo Disneyland has been closed since uh, February. And then you got Paris, Walt Disney World and Disneyland in California, they have been closed since March. Um, so they they talked about uh, the guest capacity and and then the health measures that they have to comply with, uh, with state and federal guidelines, um, to, w- to make sure they, they can get these parks reopened, um, and what they have to do for that. But they, they did announce, uh, that, or Bob Chapek announced that Shanghai Disneyland will be reopening on May 11th. So next week, uh, it is reopening, uh, since it's been closed, uh, in January. Now they really, they, I'm going to kind of talk about some of the things he mentioned and then add in additional information that was released later on on a Disney blog. So uh, first, they talked about how there will be a phased approach uh, with limits on attendance. Uh, So they were talking about on the call how the capacity for that park is for this is for Shanghai Disneyland about how the capacity for that park is about 80,000 a day, Uh, but the government wants to limit it to a capacity of 30%, which is around 24,000 people. But Bob Chapek said that they will be opening with lower numbers than that, just to make sure that their new procedures and processes are up and running properly so we'll probably see maybe like five to ten thousand the first day uh and then it'll gradually inclined from from there um which is a good thing they need to make sure they oops, uh, bumped on my mic they need to make sure everything is uh up and running uh just as well as it can be they need to be a well-oiled machine to make sure that whatever processes they have are just uh yeah they're good to go so um He also said that in Shanghai, they will be using date-based tickets uh, so that you don't have like a lot of people showing up at the gates uh, and that uh, the park, um, they don't want people showing up at the gates and uh, they don't want people to be turned away if the park is filled to capacity. So um, they're going to be again selling those date-based tickets um, and he says that there will be no promises that that's how they will deal with that here in the domestic parks um, I really am curious how they will handle it, handle it here because, uh, so many folks have annual passes, uh, and then tickets that have already been purchased. So, um, yeah, I just don't know, uh, what's gonna happen, uh, with that because, uh, there is, uh, the, the there is a lot of demand to be back at the parks. Uh, and so, uh, we'll have to see, yeah, just how it's handled here. Um. And then they talk about the social distance uh, measures. Uh, they're going to be managing guest density, which they're going to be doing queues. We talked about how they were spacing out uh, sections in the queues for people to stand. Uh, then in the restaurants, there's going to be limited capacity in the restaurants, limited capacity in the hotels, uh, ride vehicles as well. So I assume they're going to space people out in ride vehicles. So maybe if there's like a roller coaster, like maybe every other row, there will be guests. Um, so that maybe they'll be doing that, uh, but then there are, they they want to make sure that they are implementing guidelines from the health authorities, such as the CDC. So that's something they might do here. Uh, that the, they're going to be doing here in America. Um, let's see what else we have here. I just have it like in a bunch of bullet points uh, notes here. So. Um, Oh yeah, they're also, so I'm not sure if this is something that they're going to be doing at Shanghai Disneyland, but they talked about how they will be using the use of technology to aid the effort, uh, like using virtual queues at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and also using the Play Disney Parks app. Um, so, also Shanghai Disneyland, they will be doing government required uh, government required health screenings. So that is enhanced temperature procedures and prevention measures. Uh, yeah, so they're probably gonna be taking your temperature at the um, gates before you even get into the park. Not sure if that will be implemented here at, at uh, the U.S. Or the domestic parks, but I hope they they do do that as well, just to kind of keep up with those uh, safety standards. Um, and then there was also a question later in the call that was asked about masks. Um, so the, Bob Chapik said that all guests and cast members are required to wear face coverings. Um, so th- this is for Shanghai. Um, I, I assume that's going to be happening for the domestic parks as well, which it should be. Um, but he did say the only characters not in masks are the face characters uh, who will be at a distance from the guests So I assume they're gonna still be on like parades and such, but I'm not so sure about meet-and-greets um, But otherwise all cast members do have to wear uh, masks as well as the guests so there's that uh and then there's cleanliness and uh, sanitization they were talking about uh there's going to be increased cleaning and disinfection um and they're going to be determining where uh the the disinfection should be taking place for example like high traffic areas um so that's definitely like entrances and uh definitely ride queues and such like that um They're gonna be adding the hand sanitizers and hand washing stations across the resorts. A lot of that have have already been implemented. Uh, And they also talk about the cast training that they are emphasizing their strong culture of health and safety amongst their cast members. Uh, And they will provide new training uh, and reinforcement as they get closer to the reopening. So there is that. Um, Let's see, what else we got here? So um so that was uh, kind of the, the things that they talked about for uh the opening of shanghai disneyland um now i assume that we're going to be seeing a lot of that for uh what we have here at walt disney world as well as the disneyland resort in the for the domestic parks uh, i don't see why they wouldn't if they're implementing that there why they wouldn't do here um the biggest thing is is who, who, who will get into the Disney parks? Um, because it, it is a big dis- destination uh, for tourists to go here in uh, America, but also from all over the world. I mean, um, there's also a lot of uh, annual pass holders uh, who have these annual passes. They, a lot of them don't have blockout dates. So uh, do they get in? Do the people who have vacations get in? So it's going to be kind of tricky to see and how how Disney is going to handle all of these uh, people just trying to get into the parks. I mean, he talked about, Bob Chapek talked about on the call um, that I don't think even with the limited capacity, they're not going to have trouble filling up that capacity because there's so many people talking about how they want to get back to the parks as soon as they can. Um, So I'm going to be really curious how Disney handles the uh way of people entering uh the park and when they can enter the park so uh it's going to be pretty pretty uh curious to see what happens and i am sure that no matter what happens uh people will not be happy with it uh i can pretty much guarantee that because i i have a feeling that they might have to block annual pass holders maybe annual pass holders will get like refunds uh, some well some like prorated refunds who knows Um, But it's going to be a little tricky. So we'll see what happens there. A couple other things from the call. Uh, So questions were asked about what capacity they can operate at for the park to make a profit or even break even. Uh, They used a lot of like investor terms, which I won't won't really go into. Um, But for the for the most part, all that was really said is Bob Chapik said that it would need to have a positive effect on their bottom line. So pretty much that they would need to make a profit for them to even think about opening the park, and each park is going to be different. Um, so uh, if you see the if you see a date uh, for the park to reopen, then that means they know that they can make a profit uh, for it to be reopened. Um, but I think that's also uh, gonna kind of affect things because Disney's losing a lot of money, which which we all know they're losing a ton of money um but i also feel like a lot of the construction will be severely delayed because um, they have all this extra um they have all, all they don't have a lot of extra money now that they they can really breathe with um or use so they need to be back, they need to make back some of that money somehow so it sounds like they don't want to be spending money where they don't need to be so things like the tron roller coaster or the gardens of the galaxy roller coaster those things might have a delay um and they were i know they were probably trying to be have it they were probably trying to have it finished by the 50th anniversary, but I can't see them, uh, just having that done anytime, uh, soon or yeah. I mean, that's just, that's my opinion. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so... Bob Chapek Bob was also asked about the staffing in the park. Uh, he said the level of the capacity will determine how much staffing is needed. Uh, so in short, they again, they would need to be making a profit no matter what level of capacity they are at. Uh, so that means that they would limit the amount of staff um, depending on how many guests are allowed in the park. So, um those are pretty much uh, the pretty much biggest things that were talked about on the q2 uh, earnings call for the walt disney company for the parks that is um it's gonna be uh just kind of crazy to see what happens with the uh the openings of the domestic parks anytime soon i mean i know i've talked about in the past couple weeks that uh it seems like walt disney world might be opening up sooner than disneyland at least it, at least it seems that way um and, but the the thing they did mention is that they 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 do want to respect the CDC guidelines as well. Um, so there's a lot of factors going into when we will see the domestic parks open. Um, this the time it's just curious of when it's going to happen. So we've we've been on a delay of uh, where China has been, uh, and so if China closed and uh, the China the. The parks in China closed in January and the domestic parks closed in March. So maybe we'll see like a two month delay. So maybe we'll see Walt Disney World. uh, It's beginning of May. So maybe we'll see them open in July, which people are talking about. Um, Disney have been canceling all trips in uh, May through the end of May. They've been canceling us all that. So if you have your June trips, there might be a chance. But I feel like maybe July, I think you're going to have a much better chance of possibly seeing the walt disney world's uh resort reopen um so it all depends it depends on the county's health um in, in walt disney world and as well as um over in disneyland and anaheim what the counties are like the 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 mortality rates and how the, the what the curve is happening with the 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 covid 19 virus uh and everything like that so but all right, well, so that is the—that's the call. That's the information I got. Hopefully, uh, I mean, it, it's a lot of the same that we've been talking about, uh, like. A lot of what we've been talking about is just kind of a little bit speculation of what we was going to happen, some rumors, and a little side notes here and there, but this is coming directly from Disney. Uh, they talked about it on the call yesterday, and then Disney did release a Disney Parks blog talking about what it's going to take and what they're going to have to do to reopen the parks. So. A lot of that information is there that you can check out so we're hearing this is just concrete word from Disney themselves that's why I'm kind of repeating a lot of this and what's happening at uh, Shanghai Disneyland because I feel like that's uh, going to happen here at the domestic parks so all right so I think I've, I've rambled on enough that for a bit uh, I'm going to take a quick break but we got a, a couple cool news stories uh, when we get back so all right be right back All right, and we are back. So uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, uh, if you celebrated this past week, well, there's a little bit of news if you had happened to build a droid over at the Droid Depot uh, in Batuu. So uh, Disney launched the all-new Droid Depot mobile app, which will bring your BB Series or, or R Series astromech droid unit Um, to life over at home. So droids were able to interact with elements uh, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but you can now do that at your home. So you could join the Resistance when you sync up your Droid Depot Astromech unit. Every Jedi, Sith Lord, and Rebel alike will be able to program the droids, customize them by name, see their profiles, and pilot them on a virtual path around their home, activating sounds and maneuvers using the app. Another cool thing you could do is you can actually choose some of your favorite favorite music by DJ R3X, which is DJ Rex, uh, straight from Oga's Cantina, and choreograph your joy to dance its way through your home. They actually have a pretty cool video uh, kind of showcasing that, and it actually makes me a little bit jealous. Um... There's a few other things you could do, like playing a game of like tic-tac-toe with your droid, uh, and a couple other things. So, uh, if you have a droid, uh, download that today over on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, yeah, you can start messing around with your droid today. Uh, this It kind of makes me want to... I have a, a BB-8 droid. Remember, I think it was for the force awakens they came out with the sphero bb8 droids uh, i still have one of those i haven't messed with that thing in a while i might have to kind of take that out and uh, have a little have a little bit of fun with it so um so yeah yeah do that today have a little bit of fun at home with your uh, droid depot mobile app uh so there's that uh it was fun you know what that was I felt like that was one of the 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 most real uh news stories that I've had on the show in a while I feel like I just do a lot of Disney park updates and not much else so that it was fun actually having a real piece of news here on the show um I just have two small things uh, for you guys today. Again, I told you I was gonna keep this kind of short just due to my birthday and all. But um, uh, so some kind of crazy news. The first one uh, I wanna mention is there was a post that I saw. uh, There was a Twitter user by the handle Escape Stitch. They posted photos uh, that showed uh, Galaxy's Edge Coke cans, or the Coke bottles being sold at a grocery store um I, I actually forget the state where it was but in their local grocery store they they found just there were pallet they're not pallets but stacks of uh the the you know the cool uh, thermal detonator type gr- uh, grenade uh therm- yeah the thermal detonator um coke bottles they had the diet coke the coke um so they had them there for sale and you know how much they were selling those for so I think I think I bought mine at the time. I think it's like six or seven dollars for one. They were selling a twelve pack for six ninety nine. So I I know Disney has been donating a lot of their stores uh, to the local food banks and all. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how a grocery store got the the um got the Coke bottles. I'm 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 curious if they're going to be showing up elsewhere in the near future. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was really funny that they're being sold in grocery stores, uh, 12 for the price of one in Galaxy's Edge, which is yeah, kind of nuts. So um, yeah, just want to share that one little quick piece of news story that that was funny. Um, so the an even stranger uh, news story uh, is that... so. A while ago, I talked about Discovery Island uh, on this show, and if you don't know what's Discovery Island, it, uh, Discovery Island is it is the island that sits across uh, from uh, Fort Wilderness. Uh, before Animal Kingdom, it was the island uh, that held a lot of the animals on there that you can go visit during the day, and all those animals were, animals were then shifted to the Animal Kingdom park. So, I actually talked extensively about it on episode 16 of the podcast. And uh, it was kind of like my Halloween spooky edition because it was uh, some, I had uh, some funny, crazy stories on that episode. So, I'm going to link that one in the show notes if you want to go back because I, I talked about Discovery Island extensively there. Um, but a, f- a funny news story, at least to me, uh, this past week was that they found a man camping on discovery island uh they arrested him and banned him for life for disney but yeah he was found camping i guess in uh one of the um shacks that were still there on Discovery islands because it's it's abandoned there's still um places um there's still places like the offices and stuff like that cages uh where the animals were uh it's it's just totally abandoned there so he's just kind of sleeping there for a week and he called it his own uh tropical paradise i think that's the term he used uh but yeah so the, the man was found camping there uh i don't Know why he decided to do it, but uh, yeah, just thought that was kind of funny, and I, that was that was all over the news this week. Uh, from what I saw, it was like, even on CNN. Uh, it was it was on a bunch of different news sources. was picked up everywhere. I thought, so I thought, hey, why not just to kind of talk about that today? But um, but yeah, Discovery Island has a pretty strange history. Um, I I talked about a few other things. How a guy he while disney was open he made the trek over to discovery island uh and it was just yeah not something that anyone should ever do that's a big no-no trespassing yeah definitely do not do that but um yeah check out episode 16 about the 20 minute mark uh I, i start talking about it so again i'll have that link in the description if you're curious but Um, but yeah, so that is it for this week. Um, yeah, not much happening besides all those park updates for the Walt Disney Company. So, but I'm going to leave you that with. This, uh, with that, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Access Press Podcast. Uh, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review to really help out the show. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at excesspresspodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at excesspresspodcast. And you can also shoot me an email over at matt. at XS podcastpresspodcast.com and if you have any questions or concerns hey just shoot me an email over there or message me if you want to be on a future episode of the show Uh, if you're a previous cast member and you would like to be interviewed shoot me a message as well Uh, you can also find my uh, other podcast what'd you think Uh, it is a movie tv show Uh, and video game chat review podcast Uh, you had a little bit of of a taste of it if you listened to the star wars special so hopefully you enjoyed that Uh, but all the links are in the description below if you want to tune in for that Uh, but for this show thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show this is matt from the access press podcast signing off until next time travelers We hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage!